edition of We Want to Talk About It Now, basketball edition, going over our top 100 of all time, 40 to 31. But before we do that, Steve and I are going to chat a little bit about what's going on in the NBA right now. Steven, did you have anything particular? I only have one thing that I wanted to hit on for like what's going on NBA right now. Do you have anything? Uh, no, I heard that that uh, my friend Jeff told me that they they either traded Donovan Mitchell to the Cavs or that the Cavs were trying to get him. Yeah. So wow, you've been you're a little out of the loop. Yes, uh, two weeks ago. Uh, Donovan Mitchell was in fact traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, yeah, I uh, big deal. I just I wasn't up on the whole thing, but you know, like sometimes, you know, because there's other stuff going on in my life, I I miss out on some NBA news. It's not the end of the world, you know. So true. Um, so I think Colin Sexton, Lori Markinen. And some picks went to the Jazz. That, and the Cavs that's got worth Mitchell. It. That's worth for the worth it for Donovan Mitchell. You I know, think it's and, gonna be good for both teams. And now they have Donovan Mitchell and they still have Kevin Love, right? Yeah, I mean, I know you like Kevin Love, but like let's be real, he's not that great anymore. <laughs> he can still rebound his ass off. I do love their team, though, with uh with Donovan Mitchell joining. I think it's a pretty yeah. solid roster because you got a uh, oh those people and their numbers. Evan Mobley, I can't remember the other dude's name though. And remember, Kevin Love is unselfish. Jared Allen. Oh, Jared Allen too. He's really good. Yeah, he's so. he's actually uh, he's a really good big man in the NBA. Jared Allen is. Yeah, and so I think that's going to be great for it. Now he has two shot blockers that can get re- rebounds and play defense for him instead of just one uh, with yeah. with Lurie to go bear. So I think that's going to be like a match made in heaven. Don't see it's them like... be great, and if they don't put the ball in his hands the majority of the time, the Cavs are stupid if they don't do that. But I think they realize they have to put the ball in Donovan Mitchell's hands, you know. Yeah, it'll and be a little bit him, of sharing the load with Darius Garland, too. Right, but Darius Garland is younger, you know. Donovan Mitchell is a seasoned vet at this point. Yeah, so, fair. Yeah. But yeah. that's what needs to happen is he Donovan Mitchell has got to be the guy with the ball in his hands most of the time, you know. We'll see what happens. I think there's a, I think they're definitely, they were essentially a playoff team last year uh, with the play in, I guess that kind of didn't happen, but with Donovan Mitchell, they have some additional scoring. They're not going to mm-hmm. go that far, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? But like, if they're not a playoff team, they're they're gonna be a playoff team as long as Donovan yeah. Mitchell as long as Donovan Mitchell doesn't get hurt, basically they're gonna be a playoff team, I think. Yeah, they'll definitely they'll definitely make the playoffs. Um the one thing I wanted to bring up was uh Robert Sarver of the Phoenix Suns has uh <laughs> uh getting suspended for one year and fined ten million dollars for conduct that clearly violated workplace standards. I guess he's just dropping the end bomb. Uh, (laughs) never never smart to do never smart to do that it's always funny to me 
you know, this is why, like, people want to, there are people who want to act like we live in a post-racial society, and I just, every time something like that happens, I go, yeah, post-racial society, my ass, you know? Yeah. So. It sounds like he's trying to be a little bit edgy. Uh, He was just referencing what somebody else had said, but. But you never say that. You never say that. Yeah, it's very fool. I know, like, it's always funny, like, the justifications that people try to use. But it's like, yeah, I think the safe thing is just not to do that. I don't. Yeah, it's really the problem. The problem can be solved very easily. Take the the inward out of your vocabulary (laughs) and you will Uh, never have a problem because uh, of the inward. Oh, Robert. Um, but that's all that I have before we start hopping into our list. Anything else that you wanted to NBA? Uh, no. All right. All right. All right. So we're running from 40 to 31. I'll start. Okay. Number 40. I believe that you talked about him last time, so I'm not going to go too crazy starting off the podcast. James Worthy. I have my doubts about him being this high on the list. If I'm being honest, I've he won one MVP finals MVP to be more specific, which I think is there's only one per year, just like there's only one MVP per year. But as a finals MVP, generally speaking, with the exception of Jerry West, you have to win the NBA championship to even be considered for it. So I think that's a really cool accolade to have pretty great stats. Like he has good numbers, but I don't know. I don't feel like he should have been spot 40. I don't think he's like all-time, all-time great. I think he is a great, though. Yeah. Jerry Jerry West was the only person to get finals MVP as a member of the losing team, right? The, that is the, correct. The, the, they felt, the other team felt that Russell deserved uh, to get MVP for that finals. Um. The, the I mean, they they believed that West, you know, they had that much respect for Jerry West and what he did that they, the other team gave him uh, the honor of finals MVP. That speaks volumes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my number 40, James Worthy, the other JW. Uh, who Who's your number 40? Okay. I know you were talking about James Worthy and I went into Jerry West, but it's, I just, because I remembered he's the only one who's gotten finals MVP on the losing team. My number 40 is Oscar Robertson. Everybody knows Oscar Robertson, what he did. He averaged a triple-double for a whole season. And if you average out the first five years of his career, the numbers average out to a triple-double. He was amazing. He shot a, a... an unorthodox one-handed jump shot is what he shot. But this is a guy who put up crazy, crazy numbers, and his teams were some of the best teams in the league in his prime, you know? Uh, Oscar Robertson was amazing. Um, I I would say that Oscar Robertson is the most overrated player in the NBA 2K franchise. He is, like, unstoppable. Un un unstoppable, well, and I don't understand why. Because guess what? He kind of was unstoppable on his day. I mean, he won a championship. 
but there was nothing he he was gonna get his and there was nothing you could do about it basically I feel like he was stopped multiple times <laughs> no what I'm saying is you can't stop him from getting numbers he's gonna get his even if you win he's gonna put up crazy numbers that's usually what happened man he was so clo- close a couple of t- other times to like so he was 9.7 assists and he would have had a triple double 9.9 yeah. rebounds and he would have had 9.5 assists would have had a triple double right but he kept he kept flirting with it you know he kept hovering around the same kind of numbers for years um yeah. and there are very few stat sheet stuffers on the level of Oscar Robertson in the history of basketball. I mean, you can throw Wilt in there or Kobe, but the, those are the kind of greats that we're talking about when you talk about Oscar Robertson. Yeah, I don't have any. He's de- he's on my list a little bit higher. He's probably way too high on my list, but it was hard enough making the list. Uh, my number uh, my number thirty nine, just because I love him, Tony Parker. He also cool. won an NBA uh, Finals MVP, which once again you got to get to the finals to be able to win that award. Only one per year, so congratulations, Tony Parker. Um, was I think he ended up winning four, maybe three. Three, it was three total championships, which is a, a solid number, and was an instrumental part in that the, that Spurs dynasty. I don't know without Tony Parker if they get all three of those that he was a part of. Maybe they get one. Um, but he was important. So Tony Parker is my number 39. Awesome. Can From France. My number, my <laughs> number 39. Come on, Tony Parker. Tony Parker. Uh, my 39 is Bob Cousy. We've already talked Cousy. about him. Cousy. We've already talked about him. So on to the next one. Can I say who my next one yep, is? Number 38. Who is it? George Mikan. Ooh, I have him nowhere on this list. So George Mikan helped keep the NBA afloat when it wasn't it wasn't popular. The league wasn't popular. It was just starting out, and George and uh, George Mikan was was a center that was like the the first dominant center in NBA history, right? And um, they teams used to do what was called stalling to try to uh, to to try to counter Mikan's dominance. Basically, it was a strategy that they called stalling, which was like passing the ball around with nobody scoring for for a long time, and their the score would be really low on the scoreboard. And the fans like would be like bored watching the game. And because uh, remember when Mikan started playing, there was no shot clock, right? Part of the reason the shot clock was invented was to a big reason the shot clock was invented was to speed the game up, you know. And uh, Mikan had a lot to do with that change because of his dominance. You get what I'm saying? Yep. So George Mikan also was the first uh, NBA star that they could market as like a superstar. They could use him to, to 
get more fans, to get more people interested in the league and stuff, you know? Um, and I once heard a story but that came from George Mikan's own mouth. George Mikan told a story about when he and the Lakers, the Minneapolis Lakers at the time, um, he uh, he said that that they were going to play the Knicks uh, and on the marquee it said George Mikan versus the Knicks. And so his teammates before the game were, were giving him a hard time because it didn't say the Lakers versus the Knicks. It said George Mikan versus the Knicks. And George Mikan said they, they told him, you got the publicity, you're on the marquee, go out and play him. And then he said, well, eventually they, you know, decided to come along so i thought that was a, a nice a story, story you know yeah it's also it's also just kind of it's how it's how you had to market back then um yeah kind of similar to like a lot of the marketing that's done now like with the super superstars like wherever kevin durant goes guess what you're probably going to sell out pretty consistently wherever whoever goes you're going to uh like steph curry could go anywhere like like what's what's considered like a bad basketball town right now? I like don't New know. Orleans? Are they still in New Orleans? <laughs> I yeah, the Pelicans. I'd say New Orleans is like a bad basketball town. You said Steph Curry they, there. They People are gonna a, be going. Yeah, they don't even have a bad team there in New Orleans. I mean, know? I guess they have Zion. It's just he's not playing. But anyways, I digress. Um, but I like George Mikan. TJ McCollum. I would like to, uh, so I just found a duplicate. <laughs> you know how I duplicate uh, <laughs> duplicate this all the time. But you throwing George Mikan in there is allowing me to push this up. And I'm just going to make George Mikan my number 38 because I bit just a big miss on my part. And it makes my list work. But my number, 30, <laughs> but my number 37 is... Big Bob Parrish, the chief. I believe he was somewhere on your list, and we talked. Um, goes goes by Robert. People, oh my gosh, man. is this a duplicate for me too? How, what the hell's going on, Alex? I had him at forty four. How embarrassing! My list. Well, it doesn't really matter. Look, I we tried to do the list as best we could. If there's some duplicates, we well, already. Well, we're Steven, gonna, we're already going to talk about 100 players easily. My duplicate like, was Robert Parrish was number 44 on the last episode. <laughs> okay. But I uh, think I've done a pretty good job of not. Yours have been perfect. Mine has yeah. not been. Um, who's your uh, who's your number 37? We can talk about him instead. My number 37 is Clay Thompson. We've already talked about what makes Clay Thompson great. So I'm going to move on. Should I maybe try to fill that 37 spot with like one of my oldies that I think should be moved up? No, I think it'll go a lot faster if I just 37 is Clay Thompson. Since we've already talked about him, I would rather move on to my next guy. My 36 is Allen Iverson. All right, go. I love AI. His shoes were super popular. When I was growing up, everybody had a pair of them. And most and importantly, jerseys. and the jerseys, mo the headbands too. But most importantly, Allen Iverson was the little engine that could. Um, for whatever reason, I think he's like different to me than Isaiah Thomas. He just seems so much smaller than him. 
I think that's maybe it's because of the longer baggier shorts. But he his nails though dominated, and I would not. Well, I mean, he obviously has the very famous practice rant um, that I'm sure he's not super proud of, but hilarious nonetheless. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, very sad to learn about that he was like potentially intoxicated during that. So that's a little sad. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, AI. The first thing I think about when I think about AI is his handles. And then the guy's toughest nails got hard like crazy, you know. Um, so he might be the smallest guy out there on the floor, but he's the toughest guy too, you know. Um, so I'd also just want to throw out there, ten, 11 straight NBA All-Star games. That's a pretty, unless you're elite elite, not very many get past like 10 straight. When I say elite elite, like I don't even think Steph has done 10 straight yet to put it in perspective. Um, no. LeBron definitely has. Kobe did it. Uh, like you have to be real good to have ten straight All Star appearances. So kudos, Allen Iverson. Okay, Who's your thirty six? So my thirty six is Kevin Durant. Ooh, I've already talked about why I like him. Big, tall, seven feet tall. Um, very, very skilled. One of the most skilled players that has ever played can handle the ball as good as anyone. You know, he's, he actually has a legit good handle. Uh, that jumper is wet, man. Every time he shoots it, it goes in. You're not going to block a shot because he's seven feet tall and he's an amazing shooter. You know, like, it, he is amazing. He's like, if he was six feet tall, he would still be an NBA player. That's what I think. Oh, like one hundred percento, man. Yeah, I agree. because that's how skilled he is. You know, if yeah. he was six feet tall, he would still be an NBA player. So that's saying a lot because he's seven feet tall. You know, he's so um, good. He's much higher on my list, but I, I, so I'm actually going to save the things I have to say for, for then. Okay, can I go to 35? 35. My number 35 is Scotty Pippen. Oh, so close. Scotty Pippen uh, was a guy that could legitimately defend four, sometimes five positions. He could defend multiple positions. One of the best defensive players ever. Phil Jackson has said uh, that to him, Scottie Pippen is the most intelligent defensive player he's ever coached. Um, he really was the Bulls' defensive anchor on those six uh, Bulls championship teams. Um, and he could score with the best of them. He was one of the best passers in the history of the game. Um, could rebound, could do a little bit of everything. Uh, handle the ball was a triple threat, you know. So, um, I have him at spot 32. Um, so uh, we'll, I'm sorry, we'll be, I'm sorry, what I would, I think I was talking too much. Oh, no, it's fine. Um, I'll so I'll just get my pieces out of the way for for that number 32 position for Scotty Pippen. I just think 
because he played with Michael Jordan, he gets discredited too frequently. I know a lot of people would say that. I don't think it's an unpopular opinion, but it's very easy when looking at like the history of the NBA to forget the others. And as far as the Scott others was, go, what? Scotty was really goddamn good. Okay. Like, he as, does not get the credit he deserves by a lot of people. And as far as like the others go, like, the person who isn't the number one option on a team, he's probably like the best number two ever. Like I would even, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say ever. Like who? Yeah. Who would you switch up with that then? I would say, cause Shaq and Kobe is the best duo ever in my opinion. Hmm. And the but, crazy thing is both of them were like crazy alpha dogs and like it it wasn't like with Jordan and Scotty everybody knew it was Jordan's team you know Scotty didn't get enough credit for how good he was because everybody made it makes him out to be some fool who rode Jordan's coattails you know but that's not true um but Kobe and Shaq uh, were though that was the best duo in NBA history, in my opinion. Well, I'm not saying the best duo ever, I'm just saying the best number two ever. Like, you wouldn't take oh, okay. Scotty, would you not take so 2000 or 1999 to 2003 Kobe Bryant against 1990 to 1998 Scotty Pippen? Would you rather have Scotty Pippen in Kobe Bryant's role? Or would you keep it with Kobe Bryant? So that I'm asking that because I think I'd prefer to have 90s Scottie Pippen. They probably, one, they're probably not getting into as many fights because he's not as much of a hothead as Kobe. And two, his defensive prowess is significantly better. And you have that ball handler with you, uh, that ball handle ability as well. Would, Does that question make sense? Say, I would say this. I would say this. Uh, it's It's... I can't tell you exactly, like, I couldn't say exactly what would happen if you switch out Kobe for Scotty, you know, and he and Scotty plays with Shaq, but it's a very high likelihood that they would have won champion, like, more championships than the Scotty and Shaq together probably would have won more championships. But we'll so never fun know. to watch. <laughs> but we'll never know, you know. No, I know. But like, so like the other one that I'm thinking of, like duos, best duos of all time, would be like Magic Johnson with um, Abdul Jabbar, and that one's a little bit more difficult. I think I'd rather have Magic than Scotty. Yeah. Um. But Scotty could do a lot of things that Magic could do. Is all I'm saying. Scotty sure. was legitimately one of the best passes ever. He is, he was a better defensive player by a lot. Because when we talk about his defense, you're talking about one of the all time great defensive players. You know, uh, when you talk about Scotty Pippen. So as much as Isaiah Thomas and some other people try to put Scotty Pippen down, like he did a lot. He did a lot as a player and he deserves respect for that, you know, for the kind of career he had. Oh, I agree. So my number 35 um, is the coolest nickname 
in NBA history, who do you think it is? If I say he has the coolest nickname. Uh, Daryl Dawkins. What's his nickname? Chocolate Thunder. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> All right, maybe maybe second best. The Iceman. Oh, George Gervin. Uh, not nothing. Uh, I just felt like I hear him talked about so much. Seems like he's an amazing scorer. I will be honest. I don't know a whole lot about him. This is another throw on there, just based off of honoring the game, I guess. But and we already did talk about him. I, I think so. I just good for good for you, George Gervin, for being a person. All right. What's the next one? Number thirty-four. Number 34, I have Tony Parker. Tony <laughs> Parker, Tony Parker was uh is from France, obviously. He's from Paris, I think. Um, and he uh, he is one of the best mid-range shooters ever. Mid-range, he lived in the mid-range area and was really good at making mid-range shots and finishing at the basket below the rim, you know, um, had a great handle and was fast as hell. Fast as all hell. Um, and uh, that was Tony Parker. And he never put up really big numbers. He never averaged really crazy numbers, but he was an amazing player. And really, he was one of the best point guards in the league for in the NBA for years. The, his numbers, agree. it's just that his numbers don't quite reflect that, I think. Yeah. It's always hard when, like, you go to a team that's already super well established to justify how good you really work. It's like, well, they were already so good. It's like, well, yeah, but. But they wouldn't have a few of those championships if not for Tony Parker, mm. you know. Mm. My number 34 is also a San Antonio Spur and a Toronto Raptor and a Los Angeles Clipper, Kawhi Leonard. Um, yeah. I love him. I'm so good at defense. When he's healthy, he there's no one more terrifying in the playoffs. Like if you just think back to the when he got injured by Zaza Pachulia, like I I like to believe that the Warriors would have figured out how to beat the Spurs. But there's a part of me that thinks like playoff. Kawhi is terrifying and then he gets his revenge as a Raptor ends up beating them, but he just gets injured. So gosh, darn often that we aren't able to see all the greatness, super cool, two championships with two different teams and two NBA uh, finals MVPs to accompany those championships for, for two different teams. Only uh, LeBron has done it with more teams. Um, so Kawhi get your stuff together and do that on the Clippers. Um, please. Yeah. I agree. Like, I want to see these players do well. Even the ones I kind of can't stand, I want to see them do well, you know? I love him. Uh, so who is your number 34? My number 30... We already finished 34. We're 33 now, right? Because I just did... Oh, yeah, 33. Two. My bad, 33. Okay, 33, I've got Carl Malone. Oh, old... He's got some problematic uh, personal life stuff, but I do yeah, love his shoulders. But, right, but we're not talking about the man's personal life. We're talking about him as a player. Beautiful shoulders. So, 
Carl Malone was was an incredible player, played for a long time, very big and strong, uh, very much a mountain man kind of guy. But he played till he was 41, and he was a badass basketball player. And we're not going to talk about his problems in his personal life. He that thing that he did to Isaiah Thomas was super cool. Like, I don't think he hit him that hard, but the amount of blood, <laughs> yeah, is like he's insane. Also, he's also a giant and super strong compared to Isaiah Thomas. I mean, so yeah, it's a, it was wild, but um, yeah, would you say uh, I hate doing conversations like this because they serve no purpose except for to have fun? Best player ever not to win a championship who carl malone you could definitely argue that okay okay uh my number 33 won plenty of championships three with the boston celtics my man kevin McHale, one of the last of the you can't really trust them generation what i mean by that is danny ainge Kevin McHale, all of these people who like once they die, the NBA will be fair again. Uh, Because what I mean by that is they love helping up Boston more than they like helping out teams like the Lakers specifically, but just other teams around the league. Um, That's less of speaking to Kevin McHale as a player. But uh, I'll tell you what, for what his body type looked like, uh, just gave a lot of white guys a lot of uh, hope. I hope to yeah. be able to play in the NBA. Uh, apart from those championships, he made some all-star games here and there. Even though this is common sense, Alex, and I know you know this, like, yes, you know, like, color doesn't factor into how good a player is. You know, we shouldn't have to explain that. But I know you're playing around, Alex. I'm but I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about him being white as much as I'm talking about his white body type. <laughs> Okay, that I guess that's a little different. I'm just I'm just saying like yes, of course, you know, that's all. It's just like that weird doesn't look like you'd play basketball. <laughs> yeah, but Kevin McHale kick your butt, you know. No, I know, I know. Like that's the that's like what's super cool about him. Very unassuming, and then you play against him and he just dominates you. Uh, yeah, you can't guard him and he's gonna block all your shots too. So my number 32 is a repeat with Scottie Pippen. Who's your 32? My 32 is Julius, the Dr. Irving. And I get so nervous. Like, am I putting some, like, I'm very curious to see who your top players are because so many of mine, like in the top 20, you've already mentioned. I'm like, is he going to be like Eric Snow? (laughs) Zydrunas (laughs) Ilglaskis. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I'm on Julius Irving. Uh, Dr. J uh, was amazing. He's a great ambassador of the game, as me and uh, Alex have already mentioned. He won the first ever dunk contest. Um, and he dunked from the free throw line in that dunk contest. Um, and he had this great afro, another guy with a great afro. Um, and, uh, and very skilled and super, super athletic. 
uh, his athleticism can be compared to guys like Michael Jordan and Vince Carter and Dominique Wilkins. That's the kind of athleticism we're talking about with Dr. J when we're talking about Julius serving in his prime. And he's one of the best all-around players ever. Uh, so that's Julius Irving. And love it. Um, he's, I'll talk about him a little bit later on. My number 31 is uh, the glove. Gary Payton finally right. won his championship with the Heat in 2005 or whatever year that was. Maybe it was 2006. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Uh, obviously, one of the last guards until recently to win Defensive Player of the Year. If I'm being honest, he probably deserved a defensive player of the year a little bit more than uh, Marcus Smart did, but I digress. Uh, I went up against Jordan, just another one of those casualties of having to play against Michael Jordan to not be able to win championships, but overall had a really strong career, made Gary Payton the second, uh, which is probably one of the more important things to me, if I'm being honest. Um but yeah, NBA champion, all-star regularly, and just an amazing defensive player. If you have the the scoring stats that accompany the steal stats, you're uh, you're you're up there in my book. So congratulations, Gary Payton. Yeah. Okay. So now you want my what? Thirty-one. 31. My thirty-one is Moses Malone. I'm not talking about Moses of the Bible. I'm talking about Moses of the playground, Moses of the court. Yes, I'm copying. He got game, but, uh, you know, I got Moses Malone, um, you know, and he is one of the best rebounders ever. One of the very best rebounders ever was Moses Malone. And that's what I'd like to drive home about Moses Malone. You know, that, that's what I really want the listener to understand. With Moses Malone, we're talking about one of the very best rebounders of all time. So, like, have I mentioned players that are going to be up higher on your list? Maybe, probably. Okay. So it's just like mo I've been like started to like keep track of your like since we did our 50, I believe. It's um, okay. We're gonna have differences of opinion. It's all right. I don't know if it like is Moses. Did I put Moses too high? Got Moses and Oscar in like the top 20. Look, whoever you decide to put wherever is what you decide, you know. Just want to make sure that I'm that I'm respecting Nobody, the game, Steven. Well. I don't know. I'm all I'm saying is like it it's fine. You know, your list is your list, mine's mine. You know, it doesn't have to it's not right or wrong, basically, you know. Yeah. I'm very I'm much looking forward to the NBA season starting and watching basketball again. It's been a while yeah, since we've I, had to like wait this long for for basketball. Yeah, me too. I can't wait either, man. I got NBA League Pass for the first time ever, so just going to be... I, I don't have League Pass, but I still get a lot of games, you know. There was just an unreal... Like, it was NBA League Pass for $150 plus, like, NBA 2K. And, and NBA League Pass normally is, like, $12 a month. So, essentially, you get the game for free and you get League Pass for what it's normally priced. Actually, I guess I could look that up right now, but... I'm pumped uh, hey, for it. Alex, Alex, I got to tell you, it's really good to hear from you. 
you know, it's really good to hear from you. Thanks, man. Um, do you want me to end the podcast? Um, I mean, if you want to end it, I guess we've okay. finished our list. Yeah. Well, the next time that we have something that we want to talk about, we hope you'll give it a listen. Give us one more chance to change your mind.